Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Wisdom Words Podcast, where every week we talk to folks who have stories, advice, and life hacks, all of which take you one step closer to that feeling of hope. I'm your host, Neil Trevetti, and today we are joined by Nigerian author, playwright, mental health advocate for a very important discussion. It's, I hope I get this right, Namdi Ogbona, right? Yes, so, but... <laughs> but on social media, you are also known as George Harrison. The reason why I should probably explain to our audience, we don't, I was reluctant to say George Harrison because that would mean the Beatles, which you are obviously not. You're a writer, not, a, not an award-winning musician, <laughs> although that could be true too. Who knows? Maybe anything is possible. But yes, for the purposes of this conversation, I will say George <laughs> after introducing you. So how are you, George? I'm good, sir. How is everything? It's going good. Yeah. So I should probably add a little context before we start talking for our audience, why this conversation is very crucial, right? And we'll get to your writing in a little bit too. We'll talk about how that got started and all that. But before we do that, we here in the Western world, right? And I mean, when I say Western, primarily North America, as many complaints as we have about mental health, and it's definitely not perfect, trust me, there's a lot of improvement that still needs to be done. We still take it for granted that we can get on Instagram, we can get on Twitter, we can get on TikTok and talk about it freely. That's one thing that we can always cherish no matter what. There are people out there in parts of the world, lots of parts of the world, not just Nigeria, where that's not so easy, right? It's, it's not as easy because it's still, people are still learning about it. The awareness is still not as much. And that's primarily the focus uh, or the reason behind much of this conversation before we get to your writing part is uh, you have struggled with depression before, right? And you being from Nigeria, I would imagine it's not as easy as it would be for somebody um, in North America. Yes, sir. Um, well, depression is something I have encountered and it wasn't easy overcoming it. Up to now, I still feel sad. I still feel depressed sometimes, but uh, I'm coping and it's not as bad as it was before. So it's something I've encountered. Right. right. When, did, when did you first like encounter this? Was it when you were really young? Was it teenage years? When did this start? Well, I would say it was, it was when I was 17. Yeah, 16, okay. 17 18 years or thereabouts. So it was really bad because uh, most of the times when people suffer from depression, um, other people around the person might not know that the person actually is dealing with something bad inside of him. But because when it happened to me, mm -hmm. uh, many, people, many people around me, especially my family, they were not aware that I was going through what I was going through. But deep inside my heart, I was feeling pain. I had suicidal thoughts and a lot of them. I am happy oh, okay. I overcame that. So, yeah. 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 Was it... Um... Was it because of circumstances, specific circumstances, or was it just because depression can have so many reasons, as we all know, there doesn't always have to be specific reasons, but there can be. It just depends on the individual. So with you, was it, you know, 
circumstances where growing up here is tough. What was your background like a little bit? Tell us about that. Okay, well, I would say circumstances because right from when I was a little, a little boy, I had these big dreams of you know achieving something with my life, and um, right. so I, I was determined to be somebody to make to be great. Uh, but it's like I didn't have that kind of support. Like a lot of people were not supporting me, especially financially, because I needed some advice i needed some financial support to project myself especially my writing skills so then i had no i didn't have much people to support me and those things were hitting my head so that was why i majorly suffered from depression it was yeah. difficult yeah. right it's it's always tough right i think for anybody no matter what culture background they come from it's always difficult right when you find yourself alone and not having that support from any background whether it's american uh african indian chinese when you feel that isolation of okay i want to do this but nobody's supporting me financially of course too but also morally right that that can be that can deflate you yes sir yes sir you can really yeah those yeah yeah Yeah. I, 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 Go ahead. Okay. I, yeah. That time I was like, what can I do? What can I do? I want to be something useful to the world. I want to make things, right. make things happen, be, achieve some things, but I didn't have much support. So as yeah. time passed, it happened that most of the things I usually enjoyed, I didn't find pleasure in doing those things. Um, I think on my 18th birthday, Yeah, uh, uh, my family organized a party. We were all celebrating. They were celebrating because I turned 18 then. So they were celebrating. All of us were celebrating, but I wasn't, deep inside my heart, I was not happy because I, I wanted to achieve something, but they didn't know I was suffering from that. So I let her overcome. Wow. Did you go to that phase of, if I tell somebody, will they understand me or they won't under, did you have those doubts? Because I know I did. Growing up when I was feeling certain thoughts, because I have depression too, it was like I felt if I tell somebody, they're not going to understand. So did you feel that way too? At yes, first? I felt that way. Yeah, because some of my friends were, those that were really close to me, noticed that something was wrong about them to you. Some of, mm -hmm. of them, I told them that I was going through something, but they laughed at me. They mocked me, some of them. They didn't believe wow. it. They were like, you can't be suffering from depression. You're just joking. I told them that seriously, I need help. And I don't want to tell my parents because they might feel bad or something. So, but right. I, I didn't actually have to get, some, get help from my friends. But something happened. Uh, <laughs> I was, I need to explain it though. I think I was 17 or 18 years there. So um, people did not understand that I was going through this thing, but it was deeply troubling to me because I felt lonely. I constantly isolated myself from my friends. I was just thinking, I had suicidal thoughts. Then there was one lady, uh, she seemed to be the only one who cared about me even though she was not aware that I was suffering from depression. She was not aware that I was going through some hard stuff. 
So, but she was very caring to me. She showed concern about my life. And that thing got me. I started, you know, appreciating it. I loved the lady for that, really. So, um, at a point, I made, you know, I, I told her that she was helping me, that I appreciated everything she was doing for me. Then, at a point, she left. She left me. So, I was like, the only person struggling with this, I, w I had myself to, I just had myself. So it was troubling to me. Before she left me, because I loved the, the way she showed concern about me and I began to have some feelings for her, uh, it triggered me, it made me write a poem for her, uh, To the Angel with Love. It's one of my favorite poems. So, so that's yeah. how it went. <laughs> when she left me, I felt sad and lonely. Then I realized, I, I said to myself, Nnamdi, it's time to believe in yourself. Stop putting your, stop making people the, the, you know, the core or the basic source of happiness for you. I said to myself, it's time to make myself happy. I will do things that please me. I should see the, my importance. So I stopped putting, you know, I stopped, I stopped expecting so much from people. So I started believing myself. And that's one of the, main reasons why I hoped. So. Uh, can I ask you, how long would you say did that process take? Because I'm sure it must not have been easy to get there, right? It, I'm sure it must have been quite a journey to get to realizing your own self-worth. So from the time that you started feeling you have depression to getting to that, realizing how important you are and that you do matter uh, to as much as anybody else, how long did that take to to come to terms with that? Okay, well, it took, say, uh, I wouldn't lie, two, two to three years. I mean, it's two to three years. Ah, so it was, okay. Yeah. You mentioned uh, writing, and I know that that must have been one, at least one coping method for you. So let's get into that. When did you first, at what age did you develop a love for writing? Okay, um, I would say I started writing at age um, 11. Yes, I was writing very short stories at age 11. Then when I got to, when I became 13 years old, I stopped writing till I was thin. Yeah, my passion like was, got hotter at age 16. So from 16 to seven, from 16 years till now, I have been writing. So. Did, did you find that at, at times it helped you cope with uh, the depression just because, like you mentioned earlier, you wrote a poem when you were upset or not upset when you found, when you thought you had a friend and somebody to cope with, you wrote a poem. So do you find that sometimes that helps when you transfer whatever you're feeling, your thoughts on paper, that it's sort of a catharsis, cathartic process for you? Yeah. Yeah. Writing is, it's, writing is emotional and uh, therapeutic. Uh, it, it was, it was something good. It's something very good to me because sometimes, it's helpful whenever I, my mind is clouded by emotions, I try to pull them down and it eases my pain. So writing is something good. When you write about your pain, it goes away a little bit. So I, yeah. I can say yes to that. Wow. Tell us about, I know you have a, you have a book out. I've been seeing pictures of that on your, on your social media and we'll get to your social media accounts as well. But what's the name of your book? 
Um, the title of my play is Honor Chie, the Son of the Land. Honor Chie is, a, is an yeah, Honor Chie is an Igbo name, which means rep a representative. So, ah, another okay. line, of the land. So, it's like Honor Chie, the Son of the Land. That's the title, though. But Honor Chie is an Igbo word. Igbo is a tribe in Nigeria, and that Honor Chie means representative. We talk about writing and personal methods to cope, which you did. What is the overall situation like in Nigeria as far as getting help for mental health, depression, and other things? You know, are there, you know, like over here, we have hotlines, we have chat lines we can call when somebody is suffering. What is the process like in Nigeria if, if somebody is struggling? Are there resources out there that people can use or could they still be a little better? Well, um, here in Nigeria, I wouldn't say there is a source through which people can, you know, get go get and feel less depressed. But, you know, I believe that overseas in the Western world, you can call a lot of, like, you can call 911 or something. Uh, yeah. The same is the case here in Nigeria. You just, when you get depressed and you, you seek help, you need help in Nigeria, I think you should just go to the hospital. You could get some health attendance that could help you. That's my yeah, yeah. that's I can say. So I'm saying I, I don't think there is an official source for ah. depression to get healed of depression or something. Is it that your friend or your family members help you by giving you good words or you just go straight to the hospital and get attention there? I would imagine, right, you said that there was not much awareness when you were struggling with depression. So you probably had trouble communicating that to others because people are not aware. So something that you have learned, what would you tell other parents now if their kid, their Nigerian son or daughter comes to them and says, hey, mom, dad, I'm struggling here. What message would you give them? Like, hey, take care of them, listen to them. What, what advice would you give to the parents and guardians in Nigeria to listen to when somebody comes to them and says, hey, I'm struggling here? Okay. Um, my message to parents and guidance, especially in Nigeria, is this. You should pay attention to your children. Learn to understand or decipher the condition or situations of your children. Some parents are just far from their kids, which is very bad. Yeah. All they do is go about their business, make sure they provide food and money to sponsor the children in the school or something. You should be emotionally available for your kids. Make sure you understand yeah. them. When something is wrong about your child, you should, as the parent, be able to understand. And then call the child to order. Know the reason why the person, the child is going through what he or she is going through. And then give the person nice words. Console the person. Give him or her words of encouragement. And give him reasons why he should stay alive and be happy. So that's what I, want, I, I have to say about that, sir. Yeah. See... We talk, there's not much difference. Like we, we assume because of stereotypes and social media that, oh, this world is so different from ours. It's not any different. I'm talking to you now. I would give the same advice to anybody in the world. Like we, I've had podcasts where guests have came on, Western guests from the Western world said the same exact thing to parents everywhere. So we, we assume, unfortunately, right, certain stereotypes on so, certain presentations in the media and all that. We assume 
worlds are so different, right? The Eastern world, Western, oh, we're so, but there are similarities. There are more similarities than differences. If we can all just learn from each other, right? Then world would be a much happier place. Well, yeah. So tell us where people can find you, your social media links, like on Instagram and things like that. Okay. Um, on Instagram, you can just search me up, Namdi Harrison underscore five five five. That's my social, my Instagram handle. Then on Facebook is George Harrison. On on TikTok is uh Namdi Obona. So nowadays, what do you do when, if something is bothering you, if you're stressed about something, do you have stuff that you do? Like it, aside, I'm, I'm sure part of it is writing because you're such a great writer. I'm sure that helps too, like catharsis. But are there things you do like, okay, I have to take it easy today. Maybe you try to relax some way. What are some stuff you do to kind of de-stress yourself when you are having a stressful day? Okay. Whenever, whenever I feel stressful or sad, there are some things that I do. Aside from mm -hmm. writing, of course, I do write when I feel sad most of the time. So aside from writing, I go for workouts. Like I, I train, I exercise myself or play video games with my friends or chat with them. Come out, guys. And how about to wrap things up here? One final message for anybody who is struggling now. Maybe they were there where you were when you were a teenager, right? And they're struggling. They don't, what would you tell them in terms of hope and, you know, like have faith or have hope? What, what message would you give to anybody out there right now who's struggling? Okay. To every person that is struggling from depression now, I want you, first of all, to believe in yourself. Make sure you are always happy. Don't let anybody put you down. Don't let anybody say bad things that will hurt you. Pay, my, pay no mind to bad words. Be happy. Do not expect so much from people because most of the time, people expect much things from. They disappoint you. So feel happy. Believe in yourself and believe in the the reasons for your creation that God has put you in this world to achieve a lot of things. Believe in yourself and remain happy. That's what I can say. Well, that's a wonderful message. So, uh, George, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure. Oh, all right. Thank you so much sir, for having me. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. All right. We'll stay in touch. All right. Have all a right. good one. Yeah. Bye.